0: Hi, everyone. It's your host, Matilda. Hadiza. And Imam And you're listening to the Africa Lipso podcast. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Africa Lipso podcast. We are once again joined by special guest today. We are joined by Koinsabi Ademusu. I always ask, did I pronounce that right?
1: <laughs> uh, you pronounced the first name right. Well, how my how nice is the last name pronounced? <laughs> 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 it's pronounced
2: Ademusso. The, so the S in
1: uh, the second say, one has yeah. the shish.
0: Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I should actually be ashamed because I'm Question Yoruba.
2: Is this a dialect thing? Like, are there certain Yoruba dialects that pronounce the sh versus this S?
0: Oh, no. Yoruba has s and sh. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. I okay. Remember I remember that Yes, we did do Yoruba in school.
3: Alphabet I mean, is it Yoruba? That's the only thing I remember. <laughs> but yes,
0: so Kaesade is the CEO and principal architect at Seven Space, and he's also the creative director at Homi, which is a division at Seven Space. Hey, Kaesade, how are you doing? I'm doing very well, thank you. So, we do this thing, at least we've been doing it throughout the season, where we're asking everyone how the pandemic has been or is for them because you know with the emergence of omicron
2: <laughs> Marian, <Exactly>. Marian,
1: <laughs>
0: we know we we've not gone anywhere yet so how has it been really for you
1: uh, i'm just going to give a very very short answer I, I think the pandemic was a combination of two things um one very very depressing and sad because other things mm-hmm. were happening in my life but yeah. secondly i think that there was a lot of discovery so because of the internalization, was, I was forced to, I guess, tap into certain parts of myself that I wasn't doing. So I started painting again, started sketching again, started drawing, so cool. writing, so a bunch of things that started happening, so good and bad.
0: I forgot you're you're an architect, so you're definitely artsy. I was going to be like, oh, you paint, and I was like, oh, no, that makes sense, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Would you say you're an introvert or an extrovert? Because I feel like the two groups handled it
1: differently. Uh, I'm an introvert. You I, say, I would say so. okay. Uh, I I handle social situations well okay. when I have to, but I would rather just stay indoors. Okay, mm-hmm. so then it was good for you then. Yeah, on the on the lockdown part, that that was not the problem. It was just other other life things.
0: Other life things, yeah, definitely.
3: Mm-hmm. Cam. All
0: right. So the main reason we thought of this topic, and we'll get into it more about what Coincident does and what his company does. But I think what really made us think about this topic is the housing crisis really in Nigeria in general, but mostly in the urban cities. I was really unable to find an exact number because I think Nigeria does bad with statistics in general. Nope. Yep. Yeah. 80%. So 80%. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so we have this joke on the podcast where when Nigerians lack data, we just say 80% of. 80% of,
3: of whatever, <laughs> whatever it
0: is. Whatever. <laughs> so 80% of Nigerians are unhoused. Okay, but that's not the fact. But I, I saw. I, is I saw
3: it like, not them? It's not. I saw a. Um, well, actually, you don't know, right? Because we actually don't have the stats around it. I mean,
1: but there are numbers, though. There I mean,
0: numbers, yeah. Yeah,
1: the estimated number is, in terms, not people, but in terms of numbers of houses required, is between 20 to 22 million. Yeah. Yeah. We're in the whole of Nigeria or in just one state? No, in the whole of Nigeria. So the estimation is that each house would house at least five people. And so the numbers are sort of derived from that.
3: Yeah. So over like let's say like 100 million minimum, Niger and entered yeah. housed in Chester. Yeah.
2: It's interesting cuz the numbers haven't really well, I mean, they've gone up by 80 million. Like you said 200 million, million well, I think million, said you said 22, right? 22, 22 million. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So so I ha- I have this table that said in the 19 like 1991 to 1993, we were at a housing deficit of four to seven million so we've like we've increased that by two well plus. i mean
3: our population is
2: also, exactly. also skyrocketing yeah. so also
3: that but i know like i just kind of looked up Nigeria's population i think we're about like 200 million so i so i guess no. half of the population is Yeah So based on that It'll be half of the population But actually Matilda You didn't finish Introducing the topic Sorry We just kind of No 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 no, (laughs) no. These conversations Are so
0: important And like I think the figures Especially because You work in that space I feel like You definitely know More about like The estimated statistics But it's just crazy Also that There's also Empty houses In I can speak to Lagos anyways Like apparently There's a high number Of empty houses Even though There's a seemingly big housing deficit. We see it every day. Like, even the Koi building that just went down RIP to everyone. But it's made for very rich people. Imama talked about how much those units were going for. You have all these big projects going on. And, like, you're like, "Who, who even is this project for? Because, like, half of the... Over half, in fact, most of the population is living below the poverty line. So yeah. it's just like, who, who exactly are those houses for? So we found a via like a video on YouTube. You were <laughs> on Tayo Aina's YouTube, right? Yeah. Yes, I was. Yeah, yeah, that was that was the first time I ever saw anything like what your company does in Nigeria. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! Yeah, I think the tiny house movement generally is all over the world, and like yeah. there's yeah. Yeah, one of our friends is really into watching those videos. So she used to show me that. But then yours was the first I saw in Nigeria. So I'll just hand it off to you to let us know what exactly your company does.
1: Okay. Um, so because we're speaking about housing, I'll, I'll just jump straight into the product, which is Homey. Homey essentially is a housing product that is designed to basically do do a number of things. One. Ensure that we can manufacture houses very quickly, which means that the eventual plan is to get us to being able to manufacture on an assembly line. Secondly, to provide houses that are affordable. I'm careful about the word cheap, so I would mm. use affordable. Um, okay. and affordable by a number of means, so not just necessarily by direct financing, but credit and other things. And then the last thing is to provide a home that sort of represents a friend um, in a sense. So to answer the question whether I'm an introvert, yes, I am. So I think about it as designing something that's so functional and simple that it allows you to, um, I guess, interact with the space as though you've had it forever. Um, Mm. It's to give a sense of pride to people who otherwise will never be able to afford a home. And so being able to provide that alongside the technology that we would use, I Mm -hmm. think, is the eventual plan with Homie but on a bigger scale seven space which is the parent company of homie is an architectural company that covers the general range of architectural practice so everything from design to renovation to interior architecture so we do all of that
0: oh i was wondering the distinction between homie and um seven space so yeah okay
2: Question, so are you doing, um, because I mean, I guess the ads, or should I say what I've seen on media is more the quote unquote container homes, but do you do like pre, like when you say you want to create homes in an assembly line, um, are you doing other types of, or do you have plans for other types of prefab homes, like with other materials?
1: Yes, definitely, actually. Um, so the one that you saw on Tai No's page is our second prototype. Okay. The first prototype was not a container. The first prototype was actually a flat-packed house that um, I had designed and had built in China. But obviously, shipping mm. costs, production costs, it wasn't feasible.
3: Right? I'm sorry, uh, sorry to cut you, um, but if you could just explain to us non architecture people what a flat-packed <laughs> house is.
1: <laughs> okay, uh, so I had designed a house that essentially could be shipped in a container. Right. And okay. so when it arrives, you just open it up, you take out the walls, you assemble the walls, you assemble the windows, and you basically can build it yourself. That was the plan with an instruction manual. Okay. So that's that's where we're going back to. But the idea is to figure out a way that we can do that cheap, local. Mm-hmm. I think it's very important to do it local. And then we have, you know, just long-term plans of taking advantage of, of certain certain loopholes that our environment provides. So for example, we have situations where i'll I'll use lecky phase one as an example in lagos we have situations where in about the whole of lecky phase one and further down there are almost about 200 300 empty plots of land they're all owned but they're empty which means that the owners have not yet decided what to do with them or don't yet have the capital to do the development now because our homes are movable the container homes are movable they are Easily assembled, which means that rather than buying land, we can lease land ah. for a longer period of time, which means that, so we go into the urban areas because that's where the young people want to live, closer to the city. Lease these plots of land from these landowners for maybe 10 years, 15 years, 20 years, and deploy these units on the land that allow people to live in the city at an affordable cost. And the advantage of that is that our development cost is reduced. So if you buy a plot of land for about 100 million, you can lease that same plot of land for about 5 million. Oh. So it's 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 a really different dynamic and we're hoping to be able to penetrate that area of the market.
2: So how do you um let's say you're leasing a plot of land do you already have people who are willing to live on that plot on, of land do you lease per like who is available to stay on that land or do you pre-lease like you you already have some you're leasing like you are already on a subscription.
1: Yeah, so I understand what I understand exactly what you're saying. Um okay. I think the truth is, we, we, haven't, we haven't succeeded at all our plans yet. Nigeria is a very interesting place. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so so um, the idea is, we currently have a waiting list of about, I think it's about 1,200 people. Oh. Um, but there's a challenge to the waiting list. The, these people who are on the waiting list are not people who can afford to buy our house. Our houses are selling currently about $20,000, right? Okay. Yeah. They can't afford to buy it, but they can afford to live in it on the lease I see. Right. So we are trying to bridge the gap between financing, which means get somebody to offset the cost of production, right? So that these people can live in it. Um, So I I don't know if that answers your question. So we do have a waiting list, but we don't have a waiting list of people with the capital with purchase. the
2: capital so is there is um some kind of mortgaging option like are yeah. these people when these people are so Though your your uh modular spaces when people yeah. are like oh i'm interested are they renting are they rent to own like are there kind of structures in place like maybe not set by you because i mean you are an architectural company i mean if you want to dabble into mortgaging as well like have that you can but like i guess mortgages typically are handled by a third party as well. So what kind of structures exist in Nigeria to help with that, help solve that problem or bridge that gap, if any?
1: So we, we have a mortgage system in Nigeria. Okay. But but sadly it's 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 a ridiculous mortgage system. Mm-hmm. You know, you okay. have premiums of about 18, 18 to twenty five percent in some cases per annum. These are not mortgages, you know, they are death traps. Yeah. Um, so yeah. nobody uses them or, you know, except the people who can aff- afford to. No one really uses them. Mm-hmm. So that brings us back to one of the problems we face. Unfortunately, and that's why I said Nigeria is interesting. Nigeria does not allow you to solve one problem at a time. <laughs> right? So in order for yeah. us to do our business, we have to sort of figure out how to become a microfinance bank. Yeah, you know, and that's those are some of the challenges. Yes, there are people, you know, it's, it's a very interesting season with, you know, a lot of startups in Nigeria and a lot of investment interest. And there's recent interest in, you know, prop tech and stuff like that. So yeah, we will eventually solve these problems. But that's, that's one of the hurdles that we currently face. How do you I see get financing in the hands of people who want to leave, live in these things.
2: Oh, interesting. Uh, We were kind of also wondering what kind of shaped you to go into the field you're in or start your business, seeing that it's very new and there are a lot of risks starting something new in Nigeria. So kind of your early years, like what was growing up for you like and like kind of how did you find yourself in the position you are now?
1: Um, Okay, Uh, this is a very long story. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) we have time. It's a very long story. Usually people say that, and then it's never really a long story. Um, (laughs) Exactly. So first of all, how did I get into architecture? I think I would have to give the credit to my uncle, uh, my mom's sister's husband. He was an architect at the time. And when I was younger and I would go visit, he would take me to the office and just allow me to be in the office, which means that I would play with the models. I would try to make some things, obviously, and fail, but he just allowed me to be that. So I think that sparked the interest. And obviously I could draw. So I, I had a talent to draw and i would say this if if architecture was not the only thing my parents would allow me to do i probably would have been an artist mm, um
0: but you're nigerian. It was just one of
1: those things nigerian parents you have to use yeah. your art for something that's you know functional so um, you're nice to be family i mean I, but i love architecture and i fell in love with it very quickly um i went to school in ghana uh my university of
2: Charlie Vitans.
3: Nope. <laughs> oh my gosh, guys.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so so and Ghana was was good. I think that the school I went to, Cairn-USD, the architecture school was very good. We were UK accredited. There was a lot of like exchange between or of, of ideas you know back and forth between credible universities in the UK and Ghana. But the spark for modular housing started in my third year. Um And it wasn't really housing, to be honest. Um, I was challenged with a design program and I had to figure out a way to cram, I think, 10 tennis courts in a very small space. And I realized, you know, there's a way you can stack them. If you can stack them at the right height, you can do that. And from that, I started stacking everything. So I would stack tennis courts in the design and then I fell on housing. Now, the housing part, and and I think... I think why that's very important. I don't know why. I can't. I can't be. I can't. I can't lie about that. I don't know exactly why I'm so passionate about it. But I feel like it's just one of those things that will not leave me alone,
4: mm. right? I feel like one of
1: my callings on the planet is really to not necessarily solve the housing crisis. I think that's very you know, it's a big crisis. task, like But a, yeah. to be part of the solution, right, mm. in whatever way, right? Because I think that housing is a basic need. Yeah. If someone has a comfortable place to rest their head, productivity is inevitable. Mm. productivity is inevitable, then development is inevitable and then everything gets better from there. So I mm. think that, you know, just the way food is a basic, I think shelter is a basic and trying to figure out how to bring shelter to the people who need it. So that's that's it. That's the long story summarized.
2: Mm. Um, So at the time when you kind of discovered you really liked modular, because from my understanding, like kind of building and stacking homes is fairly new. Even like going through school as well, I had never really seen it until closer to the end of school. And like I just finished school not so long ago. So for you at that time, had you seen examples of other people doing what you had kind of discovered or stumbled upon like in school as well? Like were there examples? Was modular architecture a thing at that time?
1: So I think modular architecture is old. Um, It's it's actually quite old, but not in this way. So what people were were calling modular architecture, where people were developing segments to build, right? So they would develop a wall and replicate that wall, so that when they take it to site, they're putting walls in place. Oh, okay. But modular as a complete product, mm-hmm. um, like a complete housing unit or a complete, you know, hotel room or whatever it is, is yeah. relatively new. Seven Space started in twenty thirteen, started operating in twenty fourteen, but in I think it was a couple of years later, twenty sixteen. Was mm-hmm. when you know the concept for homie really started in my mind now we've mm-hmm. been playing with it in seven space, you know working on containers and working with just experimenting with ideas and unfortunately, I'm one of those people I like experimenting with things, so that happened for a while, and I guess eventually it just it just stuck it just stuck as one of those things that we were going to do
2: nice, that's pretty um, cool I was wondering
0: because i i know it seems anyways that there is a lot of cost associated with this like it's not really like a cheap is it wait correct me if i'm wrong um well, you're is not it wrong cheaper? okay so <laughs> I, I wonder like where at least when you started you got funding from and is there funding available by the government to solve these the issue of affordable housing
1: Oh yeah, the government is, yeah. So I'll start with the government. The government is putting a lot of money into affordable housing, right? Okay. You know, there's a, last year, I think, or two years ago, they had said something about 500 billion. But the thing about oh. Nigerian government, Nigerian government is big government. So they are the ones that will build the houses.
0: Uh, okay. Right? They want so to contract it out themselves and exactly they, they
1: will build the houses, exactly. Um, and in some cases, yeah, private companies bid for it and all of that. But I, I generally don't think that our production rate will ever solve the problem.
4: Mm-hmm. We've moved
1: up from producing a hundred thousand houses a year to about two hundred and fifty thousand houses in a year. That, with a twenty million deficit, as we have eighteen years to go. Plus, we're never going to solve the problem because population will keep increasing. Yeah. And you know, we're, we're basically far behind. So, secondly, I think it's a very expensive venture. The startup capital for a lot of the experiments we we did came from Seven Space to Architecture Business
4: okay Mm. so
1: we would make money from there and invest in these ideas Um, so that's really where most of the funding came from and has come from so far obviously when we're talking to potential investors we're out there trying to sell an idea that's very very new so i was saying earlier in 2017 i think 2016 sorry when we started homie we launched and there are about three or four other companies that are notable in the world, that we're doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. And they all launched about six months later. So yeah. sometimes I like to tell myself that you know we're the first persons, first people to do it, but everybody has gone a lot further because they're in a different country. Because not Nigeria. Nigeria. Yeah. yeah, they're in exactly. a working country. <laughs> you know, um, and there's genuine interest. You see, the thing is, if, if there's genuine interest in solving a problem, especially if the government has that genuine interest in solving it, they'll be open to all, all types of ideas and actual solutions. I think that, you know, Nigeria is. I, I don't like to talk bad about Nigeria what you know. Uh, so we're, we're working on a few things. I think that we're. Actually, it's a lie. We're
0: not working on anything. <laughs> no, I was about to, actually, I was going to wait till you got to the end of that sentence Why not? And, Why not? Ask, Why not? and ask And <laughs> ask where exactly your optimism is coming from, especially <laughs> as a person that lives in Nigeria and is trying to establish such an innovative company in Nigeria. Like, where is that hope coming from? When
2: everybody is like, they want to jackpot, like <laughs> Do you
1: get it? Yeah. Um, I, you, someone has to do it. You're patriotic, um, eh? Unfortunately, I say this all the time. All my siblings are out. All oh my no, everybody is gone. I'm the only last one standing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh no, is still there. You know, and I say I say this that I, like I said, I can't explain it. But I'm realizing that you can solve a problem in a place and you don't have to be in the place. So I'm I'm open mm-hmm. to change. I'm open so to So when you say change,
0: you mean jackpot not I'm necessarily screaming. Jack, but, <laughs> but exploring... No, no, not, not Jack,
1: but I think that Nigeria will always be my home. Yeah. In in the sense that I'm not going to leave completely, but exploring yeah. mm-hmm. opportunities outside Nigeria, within Africa and other places. Because mm-hmm. I'm finding that a lot more people outside Nigeria are more willing to take chances with innovation. Nigeria is mm-hmm. trying to close everything down, to be honest. You know, they're talking about regulating Netflix.
0: Oh, God, <laughs> I saw that. Yeah. You know, yeah. and it's,
1: it, it makes you wonder, you know, Everyone else is moving. We're forward.
0: going in the opposite direction. <laughs> we
1: seem like we're going in the opposite direction. Yeah, it's yeah. Um, but the optimism comes from the fact that there's a need, there's a potential market, and the solution is there. It's just mm-hmm. connecting the solution With investment, Mm -hmm.
3: I did have a question. So you had mentioned that I guess, like you said, you were trying to be careful of using the word cheap when you were talking about like affordable housing. So, like I guess I was wondering um, if it's not necessarily cheap. And I I know you had mentioned that to actually buy a house is about twenty thousand dollars, but. if like in general, it's not cheap, but obviously it's like, you know, meant to be more affordable. I guess I was just wondering like with this whole idea and it's not, I, I guess it's worth an idea, right? It's not an idea now. Like it's not like yes. you're essentially executing. Um, what exactly is the demographic of people that you were looking at? So, like, are you looking at, mm. like, what's the, what's
2: the word? Yeah, the income, the income bracket. Yes, of exactly. People. The
3: income bracket. Thank you. You know, sometimes English escapes me, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what's the income bracket of people that you were looking at
1: for, like, you know, your product? Okay. So eventually we're looking at the lower class, right?
2: Mm-hmm. And also, how do you define lower class? Who is lower class to you? Can can, can someone who's earning (laughs) the minimum wage afford, like, you know, who is lower class? Like, what what are your limits? So that's
1: that's what I'm trying to do. So I think we have three phases, right? Phase one, we have to sell to the people who can buy it.
4: Mm -hmm. Phase two,
1: we reduce our prices when we can scale. Phase three, we find alternative ways to make the houses cheaper. Mm. Like I was saying, I think I'm going to take a very bold step and compare ourselves to Tesla. When Tesla started, they started by making very, very expensive electric cars. Mm. They used that to raise the capital, to eventually build factories, you know, do an IPO and get money. Now that they have the factory, they can produce cars for cheaper yeah I think that that's the only way we're eventually going to get there. So unfortunately, we have to start relatively more expensive. and so right mm. now, the only people that can afford our houses fall within the middle middle or slight you know upper middle income brackets, to be very, very honest. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. But we also have I guess a slightly different challenge for most people. I said earlier that our end user, the people who want to use it, are not necessarily our target audience. So we sell these houses as investment opportunities. So, for example, we're having conversations with people outside the country and we're saying, okay, if you have saved $20,000, buy a house, own one of these homes. We can put them in clusters. You make your money back off lease income. You know, mm-hmm. it's, what we're trying to do is turn it into a potential investment opportunity for people. So we're throwing out many ideas, you know, another eventual idea that we're talking to big corporations where, say, for example, an MTN would purchase maybe 100,000 houses, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, put up the capital for 100,000 houses. But with controlled branding, they can advertise within those homes, right? So taking it to a place where the corporations take the weight of 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 you the know the initial
0: cost, cost yeah the
1: initial cost off and then you know the populace pays back over a long period of time and the reason why we think this might work is because these guys get to brand these estates you know mtn can have this is an mtn estate somewhere mm. this is a global welcome estate somewhere and so there's brand identity brand association for children long-term brand association for the younger people and then eventually You know, they make their money back, or these people are tied to some contracts that, you know, make them use their products. The same way if you buy your phone, you're linked to a cell phone provider. You have Mm -hmm. to use maybe their data within the houses, or you have to use their internet provider within the homes. Something Mm -hmm. that ties them back to To the
0: corporation, um, pretty much. Mm -hmm.
1: Exactly
3: okay yeah no that, that
0: that's brilliant makes sense. yeah that's
1: really no. okay yeah <laughs>
0: when i was watching the the video i saw the plot of land like you said it was one plot of land and that you could fit 10 of those container houses on just that plot and i think that yeah. in nigeria anyways like when i was living there there were always all these like there's land and there's uncompleted buildings like or
2: shacks like shacks mm. or exactly. shacks
0: exactly this is like a chance to have those houses like proper proper houses on those lands that people don't have money yeah. to build on um, yet it's such a cool concept yeah. it is i have a question though and this sure. this has been looming like it's been a question i wanted to get to since we started the conversation honestly since i started looking into like the product but um the thing is i wonder what the cultural acceptance of these houses is because Mm. you know i think because it's such a big shift from what we're used to it's kind of hard to get your mind around it. i feel like it's very like it's a very specific kind of person that would be like yeah i want to live in like a tiny house or a container house because okay so like a while ago i was having a conversation with a friend and she's a radical thinker like She she believes that, like, because of the population growth in the world, people living, especially in metropolitan cities, people living in, like, single houses are kind of selfish and are not thinking about everyone else. She believes everyone (laughs) should live in an apartment building, essentially, because, like, in places like, I think it's Japan where the housing is, like, people live in, like, boxes, basically, and, like, it's normal. So she believes, like, we should have that. Mindset,
2: yeah, but, but then Niger- Nigerians don't like to be in the same room as the kitchen. An, yeah, it's
0: it's even <laughs> like okay, let's take it away from Nigerians. It's me, like even growing up.
3: <laughs> like, I, that's why you are Nigerian.
0: <laughs> I am Nigerian.
3: That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> but but I guess
0: like even like just I I guess personalizing it as she was saying, oh, everybody should live in an apartment. I'm like, but what if I don't want to? Kind of thing. So it's like. Is there a mental barrier like we need to, like, how how are we going to sell this culturally if it's going to be a thing that has to, like, you know, solve the housing crisis, housing you crisis. know? Yeah.
1: Okay, so, like, containers? Yes, definite cultural barrier. We've faced this for years. Just because, you know, the people we thought we were trying to sell to have that mindset. You know, things that you guys were describing, you know, I don't want my kitchen to be in my living room. I or want I don't to want, munch you know, or- just- you know i want a bigger space but yeah. they're not our clients
4: mm, and so true?
1: the people we're selling to you know there's this saying beggars don't have choice
4: unfortunately uh...
1: the people we're selling to already live this way you see the model that we're trying to adopt with you know renting land is not a new model you know i learned this from you know spending time with my bricklayers and people who used to work for me they do this on a on a regular the shacks that you're talking about they come in clusters they rent the land they live on it. When their rent is up, they carry their shack, they move somewhere else. Mm. So I thought about that and I said, their housing typology is obviously abysmal, right? It's terrible, it's not fit for purpose. Mm-hmm. And then we also have a young population that can't, there's no way as an earning Nigerian, you can actually afford a house anywhere decent in Lagos. Mm. You can't. Yeah. Not, unless you're doing something that's extraordinary, there's, not, there's no earning capacity to eventually be able to buy a 30 million naira house. Where are you going to be able to do <laughs> Right? Yeah. Um, and so we had to innovate and figure out how to get there. Now, because the end product is not containers, the container that you guys saw was a prototype.
4: Oh, was prototype it? Okay? The,
1: market, okay. Right? okay. the end product is eventually being able to flat pack and factory assemble whatever modular typology we want. Okay. You know, the designs are still in process. When we get there, we think we would have overcome the cultural barrier. But right now, currently, what we do is that these houses, these container houses, can be clad to look like a regular building. Yeah. It was just presented in its raw form because I'm a romantic architect (laughs) and I like things in their raw form. But um, we could cover it with stone. We could cover it with brick. We could cover it with wood. We could cover it with, you know, plasterboard, anything to make it look as regular as the individual wants it
0: okay that's fair i guess there could also because like a lot of things that are new and stuff just need to be made regular almost because like right now because it's so new i guess that's where like the mental barrier comes in but i feel yeah. like even like for example I, I was also having this conversation about like you know facebook meta and stuff and like yeah. the meta space and everything and it's so crazy to us right now we're like oh virtual reality and whatever but like uh-huh. in years from now this is probably going to be the normal it just needs to be made normal
1: I, I agree 100% I was reading, uh, sorry I was watching on CNN yesterday That you know someone sold a plot of land In the metaverse for 4.3 million dollars like, A plot
3: of land in the metaverse
0: I'm so sorry
1: what, <laughs> yeah, people, what? Know, yeah, people are selling you know selling land I even think it's a brilliant opportunity It's like for NFTs. <laughs> yeah, the NFTs No exactly. I'm so
3: sorry I don't understand this one <laughs> NFTs I able to wrap my head. around a little bit
1: <laughs> no. This one I
2: can't Yeah I don't get it People
1: it's... are building the virtual world
2: yeah. And okay.
1: They're they monetizing it. Like, eh?
0: <laughs> we virtual, so like you're not actually living there, though.
2: So what it is is you're you're especially. I think the thing is, people are trying to build demand for it. You're trying to get in on it as quickly as possible, so that, so that was, when you can live so there virtually. When,
0: so th-
1: <laughs> So, like if it blows now, you, you
2: started off with a low.
1: Yeah, so I think what, what people are doing is they're, they're building the metaverse and they're monetizing it. And why not? I think architects should jump on this and start designing houses and turning them into NFTs, selling them. Yeah.
3: I, I, I feel like okay, this one this one just, just <laughs> be a whole different conversation because the amount of questions <laughs> I have will make a whole different podcast. So I'm not maybe an expert, so I
0: probably going can't them. It. <laughs> <I laughs> go. <laughs> it. it's, yeah. it's actually better yeah. for
3: behaviour because like you
0: have to have a lot of money to start like investing that much money into like
3: something virtual. Yeah, like, virtual yeah. Space. yeah, yeah. They it's just have yeah, people yeah. That it's very very
4: stuff.
3: mad, mad, mad. But I did I did have a question. So I know we've been talking about like leasing land and like you know and I guess you also mentioned that that was like part of the expense but I guess I was also wondering um have you guys and honestly this might just be like me just thinking out of like just out there but have you guys ever thought of like leasing like water space so and I mean the reason why Mm -hmm. I thought about that was because like when you think of like places like Makoko where like they have just oh, a bunch of like a um, Venice yeah exactly like a Venice but like a more Venice. a more sanitary place than Makoko like you know a place that actually yeah. is like more structured like you know that is not as abysmal as that is so is that something that you've kind of thought of like leasing water space or even just like redoing what Makoko is and i mean obviously not to like take away from every single thing happening there but yeah just like an idea is that a thing that y'all ever considered like do you think that it would even make sense or even be even more affordable than leasing land since that's kind of one of your bigger expenses
1: i guess um yes so i think that's first of all brilliant what's interesting is that i actually did some work in makoko in 2013. Um, huh. a while ago so you know it's it's one of it's a focus area and i think it was part of the journey to getting here
4: mm-hmm. we
1: have a design that is that floats on water however it's mm-hmm. actually a lot more expensive to build the floating versions than the Makes landed sense. version so you know you might be saving money on the water leasing cost and i don't even know that you can lease water in lagos by the way but on the okay. water leasing cost, you would be spending the extra on trying to create a floating raft that the houses can sit on, um, and things uh... like that. So it's it's it, right now we haven't worked out the engineering, to be honest. Mm-hmm. So it's not something that we've done. But I think that it's 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 a good idea. I'm very big on preservation, right? I think Makoko is a brilliant place.
4: Yeah. Um
1: mm-hmm. I just think it needs better organization and better mission. Exactly. Yeah. Um because that is, like you said, literally Venice, you know, I think that the innovation even behind the way these houses are built, you know, if one could study them, you would realize that it could apply to almost everybody. Makoko naturally, yeah. unfortunately, is one of the places that people will say doesn't flood because it's already on water. Yeah. <laughs> so in a weird way, it's it works and it works for the people there. And if the people there will not leave Makoko for anything. yeah, um, It's a brilliant settlement. Hmm.
2: Um, and I think another thing that came up, I'm not sure if it's something people really think about, but it's more an this is like life like the life cycle of the properties or the Mm -hmm. homes you're kind of putting in place so because i mean you made a distinction it's affordable and not cheap and also there's conversations going on about trying to kind of reduce the cost over time so i'm wondering like like in terms of quality of materials for example because that might be something that maybe i don't know if i i mean i'm not really like into real estate, but I'm not sure if that's something that people looking to invest kind of look at as well. Like, you know, do you kind of have like a scope for like, okay, we can't go below this quality or level of standards in terms of materials and yeah, like what kind of standards do you have in place for these homes and stuff like that?
1: Yeah, I think first of all, brilliant question, because that was one of the conversations we had to have with ourselves early on in the business. Are we trying to be cheap? Are we trying to be affordable? We definitely have a standard. And, you know, with with what you guys saw on Tyre noise video, we try to use very good quality materials, highest grade, to be honest, materials. However, Mm -hmm. we're hoping that with scale, that's where we can start reducing our prices. So we want to be as detailed as being able to factor how many screws go into the house, how many nails are used, the exact number of cable length and every single thing such that with scale, the economies of scale, Mm -hmm. we are saving money in the long run. With companies that have gotten as big as Rivian, Tesla, most of these guys who are actually modularizing production today, that's where the savings come from. Mm-hmm. You know, just like, you know, when you're, if you're buying wholesale, it's cheaper than yeah. buying retail. And that's, that's what we're hoping we can eventually do. Because we can't drop our standard in terms of quality of materials mm-hmm. and hope that we would maintain the same clientele that we're hoping to keep or to have. Yeah. And, and, and that's just the way it has to work.
2: You guys should market to whiskey. You know what? <laughs> know. Why, Why whisk <laughs> Get whiskey to get
0: whiskey to. <laughs> oh, brand ambassador generally? Like a, yeah,
2: basically because mm-hmm. it's like you know you know the thing about selling because like he said the current clientele are people who are not able to afford it but you know this thing where rich people jump on things that poor people like (laughs) like Kanye West like whole fashion thing where he's wearing ripped clothing and everything is like you know very muddy color and stuff like that for real for real for real it's actually a thing and I think yeah, so like have you thought about strategies to kind of kind of like, I'd like, not to to see brand it. ambassador Yo, to advertise have to Whiskey?
1: <laughs> well, we have soft strategies, but we don't have Pepsi money yet. Pepsi yeah. <laughs> uh, <screaming>. Fair <laughs> <enough>. <laughs> We can't quite approach the likes of Whiskey. Um however, okay. we, we do have softer strategies in place. I think for next year, we're hoping that we can establish a couple of these homes by ourselves by raising the capital and then having a bunch of, you know, B lists. They're going to hate it when I say this, but Billy celebrities or I'm social screaming. media have thought of Not you
3: already cutting them off before you sign them on.
1: <laughs> I know, right? I know, I know, I know, I know.
3: Imagine Whiskey doing a walkthrough and
0: he's like hi guys this is my container house da da, da I'm doing like a, a tour almost like um, MTV Cribs I mean, it would
1: be brilliant you know mm. it would be
3: MTV mm. Cribs but make it um, a <laughs> container house version yeah. <laughs>
1: version exactly it would be brilliant I'm also I mean yeah. at, at some point next year also I'm going to you know be putting some Okay, actual we actually ideas. giving you
3: what do you call it advertising Ad- advertising <laughs> ideas
1: oh. you know.
3: ideas. <laughs> <laughs> you pay for our services African no, 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 Consultants
0: IB Consultancy Limited. Down. Think so, about it. Think about it. I, I did have a quick question. I, I do you like live it.
3: in one of your
1: um do you live in That's one of such your a tiny homes? No, I don't currently, but I did for I think three months last year.
3: Ooh. Oh okay. Did you like that experience? Like how was that for you?
1: Loved the experience and obviously I'm not gonna say anything. Are
3: I, you I, I but... just saying <laughs> <See, laughs> to
0: be honest
1: to be very very honest um part of it is sentimental because it's very it's, it's it's a very i guess surreal thing to live in something you built, something that was in your head right mm, you know something that you brought so out cool. to actually live and interact in it is first of all very different mm-hmm. but secondly i think we did a good job in designing it um, mm. So I'm not just big on, on um, just the production part of it, but design is a very big part of me. And mm-hmm. I think that we did a very, very good job in utilizing the space within that small environment. You don't feel like you're in a small space. You know, a container is 2.4 meters wide. In our container, it feels like 3.6. Wait,
3: sorry, what's that in feet? Actually, let me, I just did the conversion. of Does that mean no, something also, to you, though? No, it means something <laughs> to me because I think in feet. Like, it's crazy, For but real? I think in feet because Same. I think in my height... So, like, yes, well, so when you says exactly. something like six feet, oh, I'm like, oh, I'm I like, literally feet, What does that two look people. like? Legit. Exactly. Yeah. yeah so, sorry, longer. I'm just going to do the conversion. Sorry, go <laughs> you ahead. You were saying something feet. important. Oh, it's thank you.
1: Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, it's, it's eight feet, in terms of the one-bedroom home, it's eight feet wide by 40 foot, forty feet long, right? Oh, um, But by the time we're done with our design, we have certain protrusions that you wouldn't notice from the inside that actually add you know, a couple of feet, about three, four feet to the width of the container. So there are a bunch of, you know, design elements, little space saving um, mm-hmm. things that we threw in there. You can pull out your dining table and push it back into one of the cabinets. Mm, makes sense. You know, so it's just, you know, we can you can move your wardrobe forward now Feng and shui. have a study table at the back of it and then push it back. So yeah. it's really just pushing the envelope on what you can do with a small space. And Japan does well. Um, mm-hmm. with that. Do
2: you have any plans on living in one permanently? Um, no.
1: No, I don't. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason is this. I have to be honest. My functional needs will eventually be bigger than the space, right? Mm-hmm. We classify our and homes as fair. starter homes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we classify them as starter homes, really. The idea is this is the home you get before your dream home, which mm-hmm. is why, you know, as part of the ethos, you know, we try to call it a home as a friend. You know, there's a play in the name, homie, right there. Right. And the Mm -hmm. idea is this is not your final resting place, but you need a place for now. So why don't you get on your Mm -hmm. way there? And for the first time, real estate is actually marketable in a way that it has never been. With a modular house like this or a single unit productized house, you can sell to someone in Kaduna even if you live in Lagos. You can sell to someone in Ghana and you can real sell to someone in London, you know. As long as they can pay the shipping cost for the unit, mm-hmm. and that for me is you know it transforms real estate in a way that I don't think there are many products out there doing. There's mm-hmm. there's one product I follow very closely called Casita, um, and another one called Coda. Um, um, these are products Scandinavian companies doing very similar things to what we're doing, but they've been able to scale, and so it's easy to see the trajectory of what's possible,
2: mm-hmm. knowing
1: that it's been done and the adaptation at the adoption of it is out there.
2: And um, do you see the government ever buying your units like kind of to solve that? Because, you know, you said or you mentioned the government is producing homes at a rate of right now, you said 250,000 homes this year. But then do you ever see them kind of looking to your product as a viable solution?
1: I'm about to burst into tongues and say amen because <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, <this>. hope, <laughs> I hope. I that they will be the biggest clients because they really are the only ones, you know, apart from big corporations. Yeah, that, that can they make it possible. To be on board.
4: Mm-hmm. You know,
1: big corporations can provide the funding to build the homes. Government has to be on board to provide the land mm. because we need I know land. When they wake up fast. to cancel it. Exactly, but even if <laughs> they cancel it for the first time, the homes can be moved. So you know
0: hey oh, yeah. he said they have a contingency <laughs>
1: plan his lives at stake sorry
0: is that a thing for startups in nigeria because like generally these days like the government just wakes up and they're like okay ban you this thing to... and that so
1: i wonder like you you does everyone always <laughs> just think of these things you have to have a contingency plan but you know i i think that wisdom is also very very profitable if i'm supposed to be honest and mm. what I mean by wisdom is partnership with the government you cannot oh. expect to do anything productively in Nigeria without you know extending an arm and this is not to ignore everything that the government is <laughs> but it's like having a bad parent and deciding you're not going to talk to them again it doesn't solve your problem you figure out how no. to deal with bad situations I rather Mama than I, and I think sorry
0: no no sorry Imama was like no I was like no <laughs> Because <laughs> then you don't have parents. <laughs> sorry, exactly. Yeah. And I think that's
1: that's basically how, how, as long as you are Nigerian, living in Nigeria, right? While you raise your voice and complain about the issues, right, while you don't keep quiet, while you keep speaking up at it, I think that it's important to constantly look for lines of partnership that actually move the people forward. It is not a selfish agenda, it's not about mm. me, right? And I think that I, I've, I've had to get myself to a place where I think about it that way. If you don't dialogue with the solution providers, no matter how bad they are or how good they are, you're never going to be able to provide the solution to the people that need it. And as long as those people exist, then this is a conversation that has to be had. You know, Mm. we have to, I, I think so. I just think that we have to be able to differentiate between our emotional likes and dislikes versus functional needs. And that's how development has happened everywhere else in the world. You know, two sides coming to dialogue to move forward.
0: Oh, 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 oh! Other solution: we can have like a, a a revolution, and then pack everybody that is there currently, and then you know, you know, have a better government, and then work. I with mean, them. that
1: would be awesome. <laughs> but you know that, that would be awesome. But what you just described is like a ten-year journey. Mm. Because after revolution is building up again.
0: Exactly. Yeah, that's true. And who
1: wants to be there for the Nigerians are wild though. We don't want to see that fight. You know, we're already we're, that's, already we're actually strange. not ready. are <laughs> not, not. Nobody wants it. And I don't even think that we want a country that would experience civil war fights. Mm. You know, in terms of life, in terms of because the people who were trying to kick out will leave the country. They will have yeah. private the jets. They're not going to be there. We might kick them out, and a new group of people will take power. But the truth is, the person who will take power again will be the same kind of is, person. It will be this, or worse. Someone who is hungrier <laughs> than you are. Someone who is not going to fight the fights that we are going to fight. Someone who's ready to carry a gun and spill blood on the streets. Hmm. Well, That's hello. what has happened at the end of every revolution. So unfortunately, you, sure, yeah. you know, if we want it, you, know, you just you know, and pray to God that you know they all have very full and timely lives. You know where they depart to their heavenly fathers. <laughs> At the right time.
2: Which one, Honestly, of them? because they, they're not. The they're, they're refusing to depart. That's what they, I was they're... going to say. See, <laughs> this is in a don't... country where, in a country where <laughs> the average age of death is life expectancy. Uh, 50. Yeah. Life expectancy is yes, yes. Thank you. That English. <laughs> have it. you not said that expectancy of death? <laughs> <laughs> God. Why are some people living so dirty? Like I just don't I'm understand. understand. Like I mean, it's eating we...
3: the same things. It's, the not people the same... Eat. No. it's not the same food. Their life expectancy is not from Nigeria; it's from <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> <else>. from <Nigeria. laughs>
0: no, I was watching this YouTube video of this very like. She's a popular. Like a rich guy's daughter, right? She has a and mm. stuff. Do I know exactly who you're oh, talking you about? Oh, you know exactly who I'm talking. I'm just not <laughs> getting the that's why I was like,
2: which rich guy? Okay, I'm Don't not getting the name.
0: Names. It's okay. <laughs> Do your research. So and then he was. It was like this is what daddy eats, and I, it was all eh? greens. Like they eat their vegetables.
2: They're not going anywhere. We're <laughs> <You're> not living our lives. <laughs> I'm
1: screaming. telling mm-hmm. you, it's
2: not the same. Nigeria, I heard beans are expensive
1: even we are not living the lives that the average Nigerian is living
3: Yeah, that's That's true. true. That is very true. There are many levels
1: to this um, struggle. To this this thing, to this struggle.
3: (sighs) God save us. (laughs) I'm actually skimming. But we're back to our housing topic. (laughs) It's um, this depressing government topic. Oh my gosh, I feel like every time we talk about the government, it just kind of gets into a thing where it's like, we all just like sigh at the end.
2: like, I hope that somebody dies. Wait, okay, I had this um, up.
3: Mm, I had this up. I <deserve
2: one>. am <laughs> not who I deserve, please. I didn't say anything. I just said somebody, somebody. Ooh, somebody. I mean people die every day. Okay. That's <laughs> <all> right. <laughs> I did not say it. I am screaming,
3: <laughs> but um, I did. I did have a quick question, um, though. Yes. I was wondering, um, in the design of your houses, uh, was sustainability something that, like, I guess, like you had thought about? Like I said, thought, mm-hmm. thoughts. Thoughts mm-hmm. was it something that I guess, like, you had thoughts about? Like, um, when it comes, like, design, production, all that fun stuff. Like, were you ever thinking of, like. How does it say that is like, is it negative carbon footprint? I mean, <laughs> I know you
4: know how to do No. You know how
3: to say like is it like zero shape <laughs> be zero carbon footprint? You um, guys get the gen- you get the gist though like you're trying to reduce population. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Hey, you have something that was that yeah, something yeah. that kind of like drove um that idea was it something that you even considered because i mean i know like africa doesn't really produce as much when it comes to like you know the general carbon, um,
1: emissions.
3: Uh-huh, yeah. carbon emissions in the world but like i mean i think like in nigeria there definitely is a lot of waste and a lot of like there's still stuff that we can do on our end so i guess i was just wondering if that was something that did drive you or if that's just oh like, we've a not reached there maslow's
2: um yeah maslow's hierarchy <laughs> of needs we've not reached there yet
1: I was going to say that. Um, so yes, but the truth is, it's, it's, it's always a thought. The mere fact that we're using containers, the mere fact that eventually we want to start productizing the houses you know, when we get to that phase, is going to be sustainable inevitably, right? Mm. But is it the foreground thought? No. Sustainability is, is, is expensive. I like to say that, you know, let's, let's develop African people and African problems. We are not yet at the place where negative carbon footprints can be at the forefront of our minds. Mm-hmm. We're having dialogues with, with countries who have hundred years, two hundred years of using coal and developing their to economies build their and infrastructure economies and the slavery. Cheapest, you know so exactly slavery and all sorts of you know all sorts of natural resources. They've used everything,
4: mm-hmm. and so
1: now they're trying to. And that, this is just my opinion, right? I think that. Mm-hmm yes, let's get to that place where, you know, the entire world eventually is zero carbon emission. But for now, I don't think that thinking about it as holistically as that is going to solve our problems. There are certain mm. things that we need, and we need those things first. You know, we can't we can't start flying before we can walk. We're not even walking as a country, mm. or as a continent, really.
2: Fair enough. Um,
1: so let's get there. But yes, sustainability is part of it um, as much as possible. We're trying to work on it you know, changing the installation we use inside our buildings and trying to use recycled plastics. So there are a bunch of things that we will eventually do, um, and we started to do, but it's not at the forefront. The forefront is let's get homes to the people. Let get, let's get good quality, safe homes to the people. And then after that, then we can start, you know, talking about sustainability. But there are other ways we can apply it outside the, the design of the homes. Like So for example, water harvesting, we can put in the general complexes
0: mm-hmm. and the other
1: things that we can Sorry, you know, design what's, what's into that, the complex. That,
0: what's water harvesting? <laughs> like- so harvesting
1: rainwater. So rather than letting your rainwater just go to waste, you can collect it and then treat it. Mm. Um, you can treat the water that you use. Say, for example, the brown water used to wash plates and things like that it can be used for flushing the toilet, things
2: like that. Imama's question actually, because the thing is, there's this idea that if you're building sustainably you're actually building cheaper to some degree like i okay i know I, this architect. Like, I used to think that but yeah sorry, like it's ahead. not necessarily <laughs> always true but isn't it this usually
3: like
0: in the long run though
2: it, long run yeah. and sometimes short so, so there's this um there's this lady who does um her name is chinway i think her concept was also kind of also for low-income housing okay. as well but then she um i don't know if she's building um net zero energy homes but then kind of with the way um her homes are set out such that they just generally use less energy just by existing Mm -hmm. and in a country where we do pay for energy um like government doesn't necessarily provide a stable um source of energy did kind of reduce her i guess her um
1: Energy usage and consumption. Energy use
2: and production of the actual house itself and stuff.
1: So, um, I I don't know that I I I don't know how she's doing it. I think I have to say Mm -hmm. that I know that it's possible. For example, with the choice of materials, like we say, if you're using LED lighting, you know you're saving on you know power consumption. If you're using different materials, you're basically saving you know using wood more sustainable in 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 the usage Mm -hmm. of the material but i don't know how you're going to scale and that's the truth if you're ever at a point where you want to produce ten thousand homes
2: Mm, you're going to need power yeah you know and
1: you're going to need power from some form of generator
2: and consistency
1: or exactly and consistency and if even if you do get to the point where you can afford solar your solar has to have a backup because the sun is not yeah all
0: the time yeah
1: you know so i don't even think the world is at a place where they can do that yeah. Um, but okay. in terms of energy consumption, you can definitely drive it down. You can. One of our big plans is to take people off the grid, for example. Um, and in more sustainable countries and more developed countries, you can actually sell to the grid, right? But in yeah. Nigeria, you can't. So I'm, I'm hoping that we get to a place where you know our homes are solar powered, with backup, you know, batteries. You know, being able to partner with bigger company um, companies to actually supply batteries for power for the homes. You know, um, as an inverter system and mm. we get to that place where we're not necessarily so dependent on a non-functioning grid
3: yeah you know it's so funny every time we say like every time somebody says take people off the grid i literally always think of like put people in hiding like <laughs> 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 like when you said that i was like wait why would you want to start like servicing criminals but then it made sense i was like oh criminals okay. <laughs> i see what you're saying <laughs> 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 oh, the, power <laughs>
4: <What's->
3: <laughs> <laughs> the power yeah no 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 <laughs> <laughs> honestly i like i figured it out what's they saying? battery i was like okay i get it right now i want <laughs> to watch blacklist guys clearly i'm sorry but <laughs> i feel like you were going to say something
0: yeah i was going to ask because like everything sounds so so you know you're speaking very good english you're you know <laughs> you're cool. speaking very educated but is this, the reality of nigeria doesn't allow like what what really are the realities of bringing these ideas in into nigeria like being a startup in nigeria with like such like outside like thoughts and like new thoughts and everything what what really are the real challenges you face in nigeria because everything sounds so nice like you sound so optimistic you're like yeah hopefully we can start selling back to the grain blah, blah, blah. i'm like nigeria oh yeah <laughs> It sounds well, very hopeful and everything and it's good to have hope. Like, let me not say it like I'm against I yeah. believe Nigeria can actually do things. But I, I just wonder what the real reality is. What does that look like day to day and like mm, day to day starting this even to 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 where you guys are right now?
1: Um day to day, I think it's you really can't see beyond the day in Nigeria. And that's the truth. Okay. We're also approaching an election cycle. Hmm. Anything can happen within the country. I'm optimistic because, like I said earlier, someone has to do it. But there's always a hack. And the hack around it is, if you look at most of the most successful startups in Nigeria, there are non-Nigerian companies resident in Nigeria, which mm. means the American companies being funded by America resident mm. in Nigeria. There's a hack around it. There's always a way that you can figure out how to solve the problem. And it wouldn't be a problem if there were no challenges, right? I think I think that it's just a challenge I've chosen
0: are you excited um, does that excite you though because some people actually are excited by the chaos in nigeria
1: <laughs> i'm not excited though i a mean, peace loving individual i you know I, I, i've been through cycles i've been through many cycles i've quit this thing many times
4: mm. i've said i'm not doing it
1: again you know uh, i'm a christian so i've told god you know you burden me with something so stupid i'm not doing it again you know, I've, I've had I've had all sorts of back and forths with the idea. So this is not to say that Nigeria has not broken me um, in many in many situations. However, it has to be done. Every time that I look back and and I think about you know the people and I happen to work with a lot of underprivileged people um, mm. or you know I would say lower income earners because of the nature of my work. I think those conversations have kept me. Going. I also have another company that's done stuff with, you know, Lagos State in trying to provide social solutions for commercial roadside operators. So it's, I think, it's passionate. It's just something I'm passionate about. So that's where the optimism comes from. And I think I look beyond the country. And if I need to run, uh, then we run. <laughs> then we <Stop> run. <laughs> <laughs> you know,
2: What's um, the safest country to jackpot to? Sorry, this I is, am crying. This is...
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm just going to go back to what I, my second home. I just Ghana. I'm telling you, man.
0: What made you move back? Like initially, like is it because Nigeria is like, as you said, your home and like what you know and everything?
1: Oh, by the time I was leaving Ghana, I was done. I was tired. (laughs) I was so tired of Ghana that. I had no Don't let the brothers
0: hear you. I, I, was seven, <laughs> <laughs> I was
3: there for
2: seven
1: years? And oh. so by the time by the time I left, I think that I was very ready for for Nigeria. And like I wouldn't say sorry.
3: No, I was just gonna say, like, what about Ghana made you tired? Like I heard that it's pretty similar to like Nigeria. Um it,
0: Mm,
1: Back and forth. The the better is arguable. Uh, They have a better public image. uh, Oh, okay. We talk too much. much. No, no, no. And, And there's reason for it. The reason is because they have a leader who's doing some things that are, you know, shifting the world in that direction. So they are doing, they're making some good public and international, international relations. But internally, I don't know that they're much different.
4: Wow. And, oh, and, interesting. I, I, I was very, very
1: careful to say this but one of the things that I think I got tired about is the temperament of Ghanaians versus the temperament of Nigerians Oh, Ghanians I've heard this so much Temperament? Yeah. In
0: oh. terms of their character <laughs> and so at
1: some point I just felt we need a little more speed
0: I'm telling <laughs> you, you <laughs> like to I'm telling you, you like the chaos in Nigeria just say it, I, don't, I don't it. like the
1: chaos though, but e. I, I, I understand it
0: Mm, actually I know. no actually anyway,
3: speaking <laughs> about that i'm assuming that like obviously uh you live in lagos right yes i do so would you live <laughs> in any other state in nigeria like is that a thing that you see that
1: you see yourself doing um as long as i have mobility and access i can i would say i can live in abuja for sure uh, i
3: could i could do soft life
1: <laughs> yeah. to be honest it's only lagos or abuja uh, that, I'm actually yeah.
2: screaming. No, no. Do you see um, what I'm um, saying? your <laughs> um, states are there, equity, um, uh-huh. are you all of those places. Nah, 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 nah,
3: nah. Even now, honestly, I, I think, you know what? I do think Matida might be I'm right. right. I do think everybody is like pointing in this direction. No, <laughs> no,
1: no, no. no. It's not. See, here's, here's the question, right? You know, you guys are in Canada, right? There's yeah. no chaos in Canada. But would you move to these sub, sub, suburbs?
2: I he's not racist. It's not res- it's
1: racism. That's <laughs> yeah, not, it's that not it's me. It's not,
3: it's not really <laughs> because I mean, for uh, instance, like I like um, I actually kind of moved to. I mean, some people call it the it's, village. It's the, not the village. i e is the but, village. <laughs> i e is from Saskatchewan. <laughs> I moved to the west I of Canada. <laughs> I, honestly it's not that terrible like it's like i actually don't like it seems like until have they let you I, Matilda, oh my i'm gosh. joking I'm joking.
0: Swear, I'm joking i'm sorry that was insensitive i'm Are sorry rebuke <laughs> i'm, I'm yeah. I just I, i'm just joking i'm joking i'm sorry yeah
3: no but Bad joking. sure <laughs> i just try to say that um it's cheaper here and as long as i have mobility like as long as like, i can enter play anytime i want honestly i don't think it's like you know that much terrible of an idea to but, live saskatchewan, like, that, saskatchewan, like, but saskatchewan like saskatchewan is a city you
1: still on the head. okay mobility if i move to a kitty, i can't get to where but the But you said that like you're
3: never thinking about moving it to a kitty. that's the problem <laughs> I, <laughs> because, because i already
1: I know the, i already know the transport situation but I, there's mobility from
3: benin city there's mobility for
1: there to where now when it's always <laughs> no, uh, 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 and the light i i i i i i i i i i i i i i
3: do you get? I mean, it depends yeah. on how often you're trying to go to Lagos. Honestly, I where? think if we if we sat down and we had a brainstorming session. The money
1: is in Lagos. There's nowhere else to get it. The money is in Lagos. That's where my customers.
3: is. Are you Jebu? <laughs> what? <laughs>
1: <laughs> where did
3: that
1: come from? <laughs> I am I am Can't Jebu. Say,
3: okay, no, no, no. Oh God. You said still money is in Lagos. See, that's if why my, as, I just... As you know, Ijo- an like, Jebu person, I am offended.
0: You'll be all
1: right. <laughs> <laughs> I can't be trying to raise money to do a business and then move to AKT. I can't be <laughs> trying to raise money to sustain the business. And, and this is not to say, bear, bear in mind, AKT is doing great things.
0: Yeah,
3: right? yeah. but Isn't that governor is the not- one that is currently doing well? What's his name? I can't remember, but. I, I don't know. Mackin Day, right? Mackin Day, yeah. No, Mackin that not, state. that's, that's or your, yeah. No, me just mix all of it together. Sorry, go ahead.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think that it's not that they're not doing great stuff, but it's like you have a higher population of the people who can afford what you're trying to sell because Lagos. You know, it's like, you know, wanting to be an actor and then moving to Wisconsin.
3: Mm-hmm. I'm screaming. You Fair know, enough. That, you know
1: what? I get it. You know, like, stay in the place that would feed you. But well you
3: know what you know where i think would actually be kind of really cool for like you know what you're building and honestly imama's consultancy agency no no but- imama why yeah. are you making it a thing this is I'm africa looks so, africa consult- so- <laughs> thank you <Yeah. laughs> i do think like what you call it like somewhere in the east like onisha like you know Abba, like yeah. places like that because like i feel like there is like also like a huge population and i think um, I'm Igbo, I mean, my name is Imama, so you probably already know this, yeah. but I mean, I do think, like, I think Igbo people are kind of more, um, and this is not saying anything. Sure. Yeah, exactly, yeah, they're more adventurous, like, they're mm-hmm. more, like, open to, like, trying things like this, and yeah, I just feel like they'll be more open to, like, trying a product like this. Innovation as well, be, like, you exactly know. Exactly, innovation. With, and, like, we like, I mean, do even know, like, it can even be a thing where it's, like, they might even, like, you know, turn some of their stores into, like, stuff like that mm. like into like what you're doing like try to make your product a store like things like that long story short i just think that even people are kind of really like adventurous and like you know would be up for something like that so lucky you could actually move to anisha that's also a, a potential option as well yeah <laughs> i mean to be honest
1: i think there's a def- there's definitely a market there we're actually having conversations on a project right now in England. so yes for sure oh. i know that the east is, is definitely a place that's going to have a lot of adoption Yeah, but. The reason why I would not move there is pretty much the same thing. It's pretty much the same reason. I need. I don't I don't know the East, right?
4: Mm, yeah, I can fair. have a business
1: in the East. I can have partners mm-hmm. in the East. And I can, you know, work with people in the East. Like I said, I'm an introvert as well. So I like what I like. I like my home. I like <laughs> I like to stay indoors.
4: And I like no, to interact with, you know. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I do I not
1: like the chaos. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> so, okay. you don't like what, the
3: chaos. I do
1: not like the chaos.
3: Oh, the chaos. <laughs> yeah, no, huh. we're definitely just teasing. Like, I'm sure, like, a lot of people just, they live, they stay in Lagos and they just don't like that chaos. It's just a thing where yeah. it's, like, it's home and, like it's I said, there's more for opportunities. Them too. Yeah, so, yeah, no, we totally get it.
0: I think my last question was, I think somewhere in this conversation, you mentioned that you realized that even just, like, outside Nigeria, there's a market for these things. When you say outside Nigeria, do you mean outside Nigeria but within Africa or... Do you mean just generally?
1: Um, we've gotten we've gotten interest across board. I think one of the biggest marketing pushes, and it was to be fair, wasn't even planned, was the tiger and no video. We've gotten contacted from people from Spain, France, oh. the US, but predominantly African countries. So okay. there's interest across board. I think the most exciting thing for people outside Africa is how cheap it is, because they're like, "What, twenty thousand dollars?" But you have but to ship Af- it, no, like. Yeah, but people are shipping containers all the time.
0: Ah, even my... a, mama, a container.
1: People... <laughs> I'm <You know>? <laughs>
0: I'm joking, sir, yeah. <laughs> you know?
1: um, so shipping is really not, you know, the craziest hurdle that people have to face. But once again, we're actually not yet at a place where we can mass produce the way that we need to, especially if we want to put out an international standard product. So it's growing. But it's not exactly there yet, where I can say that. So, for example, the building codes in the UK are different. The building mm, codes in America yeah. are different, and so serving serving international markets means that we have to be working with their own codes. Yes. And right now, we're working with West African codes within the area that we can actually supply. And then, eventually, as we scale, and hopefully this happens in the next five years, we're everywhere, including the metaverse.
3: To <laughs> the moon. see this metaverse conversation <laughs> <laughs> it's stressing you. <laughs> It's absolutely stressing me because I don't understand it. I don't like things I don't understand.
1: (laughs) You and I both. You and I both. Yeah.
2: Last question for me is: What do you see the future of housing of Nigeria looking like, just generally?
1: This is such. This is a stretch. I I (laughs) I really have to. I really have to see. I don't know what I see, but I know what I hope.
4: Um. Mm -hmm. What I hope
1: for the future of housing in Nigeria. And I think in, in time frames in the next five years is basically more of a market, which means that we would have solved some problems around housing financing and we would have solved some problems around the ability to produce in scale. And this is me saying that I don't care whether my company is the only company that's doing it. I think anyone who can should try mm-hmm. and do it um, because there's a real need. But my second and my biggest hope, more long term, is to see, see, see the Homi logo everywhere. Mm. Um, to see it in as many places as a symbol of housing. You know, the fact that, you know, people have this logo somewhere means that there are a ton of people who are living a little more comfortably than they were living before. Um, Mm. And so that's what I hope for. That's what I hope for Nigeria. And to be honest, West Africa, because the problem is almost the same across the world. It's different numbers and different stats, but everywhere has a housing shortage. The UK is screaming, for example, Mm. because they have a housing shortage and they are buying modular houses from dubai so really? you know okay. it's it's happening across board and it's it, hopefully nigeria would not have the highest numbers in the next 10 years
2: that is lit thank you
0: lit thank you and thank um you. if people wanted to check out like um, just what you do where can they find either you or like the company information
1: uh, so on social media it's seven space we're predominantly on instagram and then our website is seven dash dot
0: com perfect
1: yeah so you can reach us you can find us there
0: this Thank was a so very
1: interesting this, this conversation was great.
0: yeah you're yeah, super no, super smart really cool. though like because there's a lot of like i guess this also comes with like experience but there's a lot of ideas that i wouldn't have considered at, at all that you brought up and i'm like okay it makes sense but mm-hmm. you're in the industry so but kudos to what you're doing
3: yeah Thank you're you, really doing a Really solving an issue, a problem, and I like. I feel like it's really cool whenever like people just like put themselves out there to like solve a problem, no matter how comfortable it is.
0: Yeah, honestly,
3: I love that. Remember, yeah, we said this on job. one of Thank our you. other episodes
0: that it's actually a thing. Sorry, I know we were wrapping up, and then I bring up another conversation. <laughs> no, it's, but, cool, it's cool. It's cool. Um, someone has brought up the fact that, like, you know, as Nigerians specifically, I guess maybe even Africans generally, we're not brought up to like. Solve problems because Maslow's um, hierarchy yeah. of needs like we, we are brought up to like chase money kind of thing rather than solve problems. Do you mind if I put a
1: spin on that just a little bit? Okay, we, we, we do solve problems, we just solve our own problems, very personalized. Oh, like, orienta- yeah, orientation. And I think that's because of an unfortunate environment, mm-hmm. you know, like you said, Maslow's you know hierarchy of needs if you don't have you're only going to look to get. And that, unfortunately, is where we are. The rest of the world has evolved beyond solving those basic problems. And that's why innovation seems to be, you know, very rampant around. Yes, but yes, you're right. We do chase money, but it's because we're hungry.
0: Yeah, you you can't actually blame anyone, but
1: I don't think you can yeah unfortunately uh, it's it's a terrible terrible culture uh, very very terrible because yeah. people seem to respect money more than honor all these things that you know are supposed to be valuable
0: yeah it keeps us where we are honestly because it does like, it does abroad solutions aren't always going to apply to us for example you, people are doing what you're doing all around the world but they're not doing it to solve our specific need right exactly. so a company like yours in nigeria is so necessary. But mm-hmm. yes, you you're not going to see but, a lot of yeah. it because it's hard. Like, I don't, I it's don't really, listen, really yeah. uncomfortable.
4: It's and hard. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, really? yeah. I don't
0: think you stressed enough the uncomfortability to be honest in this. It, but, it is like, hard. Yeah, let me stress
1: it now.
3: It's very, very hard <laughs> <laughs> because I yeah, I can't I don't like. like... <laughs> if they tell me that the first one I have to buy is so sub, I say it's okay. I'm not doing okay, anymore. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, <can> <laughs> Let me go to oh my, my architecture. Should be um, this person needs house. I'll go and build your own house. I collect for them. I I mean, it's
1: Honestly. hard, but fortunately, you know, I'm I'm trying to be wise about it. The company is is not the only thing we do, you know. So yes, yes, we're hoping that you know we can keep keep ourselves afloat at the very least and then very soon, you know, I, I have a lot of hope. I'm sure i this lot. Yeah. <laughs> very soon, we would be able to do exactly what we think we need to do.
0: Yeah. Mm. Our fingers are crossed for you. Like, honestly. Yeah. Thank you
1: very much. Thank you very much. And thanks yeah. for joining us. Yeah. Thank you for having me.
2: Thank okay. you. Bye. Okay, thank you. Bye. Bye. Is he gone? Is he gone? No, he we gone? need an outro. Okay.
1: Oh, okay. Is he gone? I do not know how to be gone. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm, I'm,
4: okay, I'm just going to close this. And go and go on. <laughs> so I'm I'm <bye> <laughs> oh, I'm finished.
0: <laughs> bye. <laughs> okay um all right so thanks everyone for listening to this very interesting episode
2: <laughs> sorry oh my gosh I <laughs> sorry 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 okay. sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> sorry sorry sorry
0: but yeah thank you so much everyone for listening to this episode it's been re- a really fun conversation um before we go we wanted to remind you guys again to send in your listener letters questions anything before we record our christmas episode because we want to make a whole episode out of it thank you to everyone that sent in stuff already our links are going to like where you can reach out to us is going to be in the description notes but yeah it's pretty much africalypsopodcastcom podcast.com slash contact or you can reach out to us on our social media, DM us, or anything. Just send a listener letter. Yeah, we want to know, like, pretty much, like, what you guys think about the podcast. We want to answer any questions, any dilemmas you guys might have. So please, 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 please send it to us. We want to like hear from you guys. We want an interactive episode and like just get it, the personality of the people that listen to us, pretty much, on that episode. Thanks for everyone that has been rolling with us. Those Spotify um, wrapped up things started coming through.
3: Exactly. Really touched our heart. It really, it's really so did. So
0: cute. Shout out to you guys for rolling it with us this year. We're almost at the end of the year. so happy. Omicron begun. Yeah. Oh Etc. Omarian. Oh Omarian. Oh but yeah. Mm. All right, you guys. We'll catch you guys next week. Um, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. Bye. Bye. Peace have a great week.